Hey, and welcome to the Intuitively Inspired Podcast. I'm your host, Sarah Elizabeth, and I'm a holistic health coach. It is my mission to guide you into being the CEO of your own body and life, to have you stepping into the most confident, empowered version of you, and really redefining your meaning of health and happiness so that you can leave feeling lit up, tuned in, and turned on by your life. Each week, we will delve into all things health and wellness, whether that be nutrition, hormones, periods, stress management, personal growth, having a healthy relationship with food, living intuitively, and literally everything in between. I am so, so excited that you're here. So let's dive in. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of Intuitively Inspired. Oh my goodness, I am so, so excited for the episode that I have for you today because we are chatting with the gorgeous Laura Moore, who is a money and mindset coach. She is absolutely fantastic. I literally love her energy and the way she talks about money is so practical and just implementable and I've learned so much from her already that I just had to get her on the show to chat all things money with you. So as you probably know by now, for me, health is really not just about food. I really like to take a holistic approach with health. And I think that yes, food is included in that. Yes, your relationship with food is included in that. But, you know, things like your self-worth and things like the way that you handle your relationships and the way that you set boundaries. And, you know, in this case, the way that you feel about money also is included in this holistic idea of health. And so, you know, I love bringing on experts who just really have a message to share in a certain area of life and so I know that you're just going to get so much from this conversation I cannot wait for you to dive in of course as always please do pop this on your stories give it a share tag us both in it and give Laura a follow and and of course feel free to drop either of us a message with what you took from this episode and what you've learned and what you'll take away with you so Hope you enjoy and speak to you soon. Hello, Laura. How are you? Hello. I'm good, thank you. How are you? Good. I'm good, thank you. I'm excited to have you on. I'm excited um, to be here. <laughs> yeah, totally. Um, tell us a little bit more about you and I guess your story, what you do. Just give us a little bit of an introduction. Give you the insight to why yeah. I'm here. Yeah. What are you doing here, girl? <laughs> <laughs> so, why are you here? So, I am, yeah, a money and mindset coach. I'm also a financial well-being, like, speaker, educator, content creator. And that kind of, like, second, like, the, the part about being a content creator kind of is where it all began. And we, I like to call, we, well, the community of finance people call it Finfluencers. Um, so, I started out as a Finfluencer. Um, and it, it all really came from my own personal journey right so to give you a bit of backstory like didn't come from a family that had loads of money I've got like three brothers and sisters you know we lived in a small house we stopped going abroad when my last brother came along like you get the picture <laughs> and I got a job when I was like 16 you know started started having first handlings with money um and I am quite academic but I didn't want to go to university and like you know everyone was like you should be going to university you know you're getting good grades and I wanted to do acting I wanted to be Kate Winslet in Titanic 2 um (laughs) so my dream was drama school and drama school is like 15,000 pounds per year 
wow not including like living costs and at the time that I wanted to go which was like 10 years ago now um you couldn't get the same kind of funding as university where it's like paid for and you pay it back so I was like where am I gonna get 15 grand from like full of well knowing my mum and dad could not give me a penny yeah. that. um so I was like right I just need to sort of like figure it out myself so I got a full-time job in like a sales or a marketing company in a sales role at 19 18 and just started saving and then by the time that I was 22 I'd save 15,000 pounds wow um, yeah, oh my so gosh like do you know ready. what I love that and it's so interesting isn't it when we look back to when we're younger we're so ambitious yeah. and we're just like 15 grand okay I'll get a job and I'll save for it it's like when you're younger you just think anything is possible and I don't know what happens in the meantime but you just get covered with all of these beliefs that like that's not possible you can't do that whatever else but when you're young you just have that like fire to do everything yeah I was like 15 grand let's do it like <laughs> we need to get an acting course under our belt <laughs> and like I was already I in at the weekend and stuff like so it was still a massive part of my life but um, yeah I then was obviously working this nine to five do you know what I mean so I was like dealing with spreadsheets and like I do quite like numbers like caveat to this story you don't need to be good with maths or numbers or spreadsheets mm. to be good with money but that's kind of what like it helped me save 15,000 pounds because I didn't have anybody yeah. who has taught me about money like I didn't yeah. have a clue so yeah. had this 15,000 pound was like two weeks away from starting my acting course and um my two best friends were like do you want to come traveling and I was like oh that is such a a big like exciting opportunity I really thought about it but I decided to go traveling and in the December of the year I went to like Australia Bali Thailand Cambodia New Zealand and I was away for about seven or eight months wow it was amazing (laughs) and um, I had that moment when I came home of like I didn't need to make the decision on which one based on what I could afford it was which one do I want to do yeah and that was like the moment of like oh my god money gives you that freedom Mm. and that was like my my first I guess like positive experience with money yeah um, in that respect and just kind of from there really like I then I always I I decided I didn't want to act because like it, it it's a really hard world got a lot of actor friends but I was like maybe I could be a vlogger like maybe I could be a blogger a vlogger you know and that's what my my sort of like um entry into like doing stuff on Instagram and having a blog and then it kind of just took off from there you spent so long saving up 15k to go to drama school and then you never actually ended up going to drama school do you regret it (laughs) not (laughs) one bit I do you know what was really interesting is because of the way that my parents were with money and what I experienced Mm. with money and I know we'll sort of like get onto this but like I had a then view a specific view of money and like I had this 15,000 pounds and it made me feel safe like I was Mm. like I've got this it's secure now obviously I don't think I'd thought ahead about how I was going to pay for the second and the third year of you of drama school because I wouldn't have been working or how yeah. I'd have thought of, I didn't think that far ahead, right? The crowd was the girl. <laughs> but, and this is where I guess like, I kind of believe, you know, like everything happens for a reason. But like when I first went to Australia, I would like transfer myself a bit of money out of my savings and then like live off of that for a bit. And then I would keep doing that. Now, every time I was making a transfer, I was like, oh, this is making me feel sick. Like this is, yeah. this money is going down. But what was happening in return is as I was using that money, I was really enjoying it. 
And I was mm. like, oh, this is cool. So then by the end of the trip, even though my bank account was at like, well, it wasn't at zero. It was actually like 500 quid because I knew I'd need a car when I got back. But it was so low. I was like, yeah, yeah but look what you've done for the last eight months. And it it changed me as a person. Like yeah. it was such an incredible experience that I absolutely don't regret it. Because when I, because I, do you know what it did? Is it built this mindset and this belief that I am able to save large chunks of money. So yeah. I ended up, coming home moving to London and saving another 25 grand yeah wow the and then some in London as well that's a big deal yeah <laughs> some of it was safe before yeah yeah it was safe before and then when I was in London but like that mindset of like mm. mate you've done it once you can do it again <laughs> yeah totally I love that I love that and I there's so many things that I want to unpick here but the first thing is like you know, you could be on a path to doing a certain thing and that could just change last minute and that could lead you to your next level version of you, whatever that looks like. And obviously you would not be here had you have spent that 15K actually going to the first year of drama school and then trying to figure Uh it out afterwards. But like, imagine if that little tiny decision, if you, well, massive decision at the time, but in the grand scheme of things now, like I bet it feels like ages ago, you made this decision and now it's changed the complete trajectory of your life so that's amazing it's and the such, second it is so weird to think that sorry just about mm. it like it is such a weird thing when you say yeah. that like just proves you don't know what decisions like where they're going to take you yeah totally totally and the second thing I kind of wanted to um talk about here which is really interesting is I think that when we're investing money into experience and things and whatever it is that you might be spending money on I feel like we're always thinking about what we're losing. Mm. So it's like, what is it that we, what is it we're losing? What is it that we no longer have anymore? But we don't often think about what it is that we're getting in return. And the fact that you were able in that moment to see that money leaving your account, but almost it it being like oh, this really expansive experience because look at what I'm getting from it. And I think that was a money mindset little shift that I needed to do whenever I invested money I was very much like oh my gosh I'm losing it how am I going to get this back whatever else because I've have a terrible history with money mindset and healing it really helped me to understand like actually you can shrink time with money you can have freedom with money and actually it's not this thing to be feared and it's not this thing to be like terrified of it's it's something that's so empowering and when you put your money towards things that are in alignment with who you want to be or where you want to go like that's so powerful and what you gain in return from that is incredible Mm, it's so true I love that like it is because at the the time that I decided to go right I didn't know that I'd be spending all that money in my head I was booking a one-way ticket to Australia and I was just (laughs) going to see what happened like I planned to get a job when I was out there um the two girls I was with they both got jobs and I got I had a job for a week but it was like the most horrendous week of my life (laughs) Because it was like a tele sales role, but it was re- it was it yeah. was horrid. Yeah. So I didn't think I was going to be spending all of that money, but like you say, I was getting there was an exchange happening, an energetic exchange, like it was so expansive, and I've it's really changed the way that I viewed investing in myself now that I'm back home. Not that I don't fear making big investments, but I'm really able to connect with the idea and the excitement of who I'll be on the other side of the investment. It's like I've invested in a massive mastermind where it's like for women in business and like it's a big amount of money, like, you know, it's huge, huge investment. But like I'm gaining so much from it, like you say, like skills, experience, like I'm being I'm becoming accountability, like I'm changing as a person and as a business owner. Like there's been things that 
the thing about money is what it can give you it gives you a sense of freedom if you know that you've got it you know to have options it gives you a sense of like security and stability if you've created yourself like an emergency fund and like a buffer it gives you experiences like and the thing I talk about a lot like in my content and with clients is about financial values and understanding like what is it that you value in life and that you want to use money as a tool for so for example my three top values are education and like personal development Mm -hmm. health and adventure so when my money is going towards those three things so for example I'm spending money on a course or like books love buying books I'm mm. spending money on organic food or like eating out in nice restaurants or I'm spending money on like weekends away with the girls or little trips on my own they're the three things that when I spend my money in alignment with that make me feel really good and you don't yeah. feel like you're losing when the side of it comes to like losing which is like when you get to the end of the month and you go where the hell has all my money gone? I have absolutely nothing to show for it. Like it's not made me feel good. And if you went back through your transactions, you might say, well, no, my spending isn't in alignment with my values because, you know, if it was me, for example, if I'd spent all my money on McDonald's and it's all junk food, not in alignment with health, I'd been spending money on things, you know, like, but I don't know, like other things that aren't in alignment with that, it's going to make you feel shit, which is yeah. why looking at your financial values and understanding what you can gain from spending your money is so important. Yeah, I love this. I love this. And I love how much this relates to everything else in your life. Like the way that you're doing one thing is the way that you're doing everything. Cause this is such a similar conversation that I have with clients about their health. Like, what are you spending your time doing? Is it in alignment with your values? Because if one of your biggest values is health and you're spending all of your time around toxic people that aren't really supporting you, Mm -hmm. then you're not going to be a very happy person. Right. So it's really interesting how they're so aligned, like this idea of like relationship with food, relationship with self, relationship with money. And it's all a mirror, isn't it? It's interesting. Yeah. And I remember I had a client. Um, I actually had a really cool client. We did like a session swap. Um, right. And she did human design. And oh, wow. it was amazing. Yeah. And then I gave her a money session. It was really, really cool. And um, part of that, we were talking about, she said she really valued health, mm. um, but felt really uncomfortable shopping at farmers markets because obviously the food's really expensive but when we looked back over like expenses and it's like where else are you spending your money it's like becoming aware of that and like the great thing about like financial value exercises and and value exercises in in life right like kindness or whatever other qualities you you want to put out they can be so helpful to align yourself energetically with the way that you eat the way that you spend your time the way that you spend your money and like it's so it can be so eye-opening I think like especially when it comes to money as well because I think it's something people don't really talk about um, a lot that's what I know totally totally I think self-awareness is your first step to healing anything right and without that self-awareness in terms of like what is it that your values actually are what state are you in right now and I think sometimes that's even valuable when it comes to money I know that I lived in this like big black hole (laughs) at one point with money where I was just like I've got a clue what my outgoings are I've no idea what's coming in I've got no idea who I owe what and sometimes just actually sitting with it and being like right what's going on what's the self where do I want to be really defining that really making that very clear and how am I going to start putting action steps towards getting that even that is so helpful isn't it for your relationship with money yeah and like I talk about um online I talk about having money dates so like I love this, this. yeah so like this concept of like and it has it's been around like I, I didn't yeah. the term but like right. I know people know me for it um 
I started doing it when I was like 19 and obviously like right. I had a regular paycheck like I built myself this cute little spreadsheet which I still <laughs> use today and like thousands Love of people it. downloaded it like it makes me so happy <laughs> um and every single month I was on payday I was having a money date with myself so I was going right what's happened last month what am I preparing for next month ahead and then understanding how I was feeling about it and I was kind of doing that without realizing it wasn't really until I trained as a financial coach and really started to understand the emotion of money that I was like oh I've been doing that and I was able to like really like hone in on that but like yeah not just looking at the practical the practical is so important about like you said like you obviously felt like you were in a position where you were like I don't know what's going on and it's making (laughs) me feel stressed and one of the things is okay figure out what is going on get to know your numbers understand your income understand your expenses and who you owe that alone like pulling your head out of the sand and just taking a look at the numbers can be so helpful then as part of that money day, you're also going, how do I feel about money right now? What are my financial goals? What am I working towards? What are my values? What am I spending in alignment with? Is there anything that came up this month that made me feel or think a certain way? And mixing the mindset element into the money date. So you're looking at both practical and emotional and combining the two. Mm, I love that so much. And I'd never even thought to do that. So that makes so much sense. And it's such a practical it's such a practical tip that isn't it yeah totally yeah. and evaluating how you feel about it that makes so much sense because the way that you feel about it is obviously going to have a knock-on effect into the way that you're spending it the way that you're viewing it everything else so wow I love that have you got any really cool examples of some money dates that you've done recently that have felt really fun and exciting like does a money date always look the same or do you like what do you do tell me a bit more about that because I know nothing about this <laughs> so I so if if you're if you're having your first ever money date it's going to feel more overwhelming because you're like well I've got to like I've got to set up my goals I've got to set up my values like it's a bigger exercise right but as you then roll over into like the monthly money date you you you've kind of got a bit of a flow you've got a bit of a pattern so they can look quite similar now for me I've I've done it all right I've been on I've been a a, like a full-time employee who's been getting paid Mm. on the same day the same amount fine I've been self-employed where I don't know really what I'm getting and I'm the one you know it's coming into my bank account I've had a part-time job I've been a contractor and had work like that and then now I am the director of my own business and I pay myself Mm. through the business so I've literally had all different types and it's interesting how my money dates have changed now I'm sure everybody like if anybody else who anyone who's listening to this has an irregular paycheck so they're self-employed or freelance it it can be a bit more tricky because you don't have a clue what you're going to get in that month that's Mm. what I found where like some of the biggest differences have come in yeah yeah Um, but the one tip that I will say like about that is the best thing you can do is figure out an average so look at the last few months what have you made on average or if there's massive disparities what's been the month where you've made the least and go off of that and then you can build it up over time but for me like I like part of my money dates is I put this was like a little while ago but I would I built myself up a little pot of guilt-free money so if I ever find myself feelings of getting like yeah feeling a bit guilty for spending maybe a bit overwhelmed like oh, I shouldn't have bought that I shouldn't have bought that you know that kind of energy mm-hmm. I'll build up a little bit of a pot called a guilt-free spending pot and then I'll decide how I'm going to spend it and I will spend it completely guilt-free on something and like 
I love doing that because it reminds me like I've worked hard for my money. I don't need to feel guilty about it. I'm being responsible with my finances in other ways. And this can be spent mm. on whatever it likes. And I went on like, I, you know, I can't, what did I even get with it? I think I got, what did I buy? Well, I mean, one that I bought before is I bought about 40 pounds worth of pens because I found a pen that I love writing with. And I was like, oh, these pens are like, Oh, like I don't, I don't ever want to lose this pen. So I dropped 40 quid on like a pack of pens. Now, normally you wouldn't, I wouldn't do that, but I was like, guilt yeah. free. And now I've got yeah. these pens and I love writing. <laughs> <laughs> I love that so much. I love that. And I think, again, such a practical tool that everyone can use. It's like building up a little part of things that, you know, of, of money that you can spend on things that just genuinely make you happy without feeling like, oh, and I think if it's a part of this whole structure of a healthy relationship with money then it's totally fine because then you can swing the other way right where you're just constantly buying things with no guilt whatsoever until you realize oh crap like I've been making some really terrible decisions with money have you ever swung that way or have you always been really good with money like I would probably say I think there's been two times in my life where that's like really happened um Hmm. don't get me wrong like you know as much as I'm a um bang on it with my money I make mistakes all the time like I'll create a budget Mm. that sometimes I don't stick to I'll make a spending plan that I over or underestimate like I it's you know it's one of those things that we're constantly learning right yeah there when I first got back from Australia I had probably a six-month period so when I came back I got my job back with my old employer um and I had yeah about a six month period where I was living paycheck to paycheck so I wasn't saving anything I was just like spending and I think it was so nice just to have an income again I was like yeah let's just go crazy so then um obviously this is 10 years ago so I don't know what yeah like seven years ago I don't know what I bought yeah but then yeah. one more so like recently I think it was kind of just as we've been like coming out of the pandemic like I had it was I still had my part-time job it was just as I was setting up my like my business which I'm now full-time in but I had this couple of month period where I was just going crazy it was sort of the start of this year and like I wasn't really saving or investing I was just kind of like buying a bunch of stuff like some of it I don't regret though like I dropped 400 pounds on a yoga unlimited pass which wow. go to yoga for the rest of so the year worth it. so it's yeah so worth yeah it. but like and in alignment just, with your values right <laughs> yeah but like I was just going crazy I bought myself a facial I bought myself a new like I was just going crazy for me that was like yeah I I swung the other way and then I just found the happy medium again like sometimes that will happen you might swing one way and go oh I've been too saving too much let's balance out I've been spending too much let's balance out like I always say finances do not have a linear trajectory they over the course of you know you zoom out and you look at over 20 years hopefully they do but when you zoom in it is like up and down like across the months and the years because that's just how it is and that's life yeah totally I love that and that relates so much to like relationship with food as well and the fact that I think everybody's looking day to day at like what have I eaten today what have I done today have I done my movement today but what we actually need to learn how to do as humans because we're so zoomed into like the daily experience zoom out have a look at your life from a or a year from a bird's eye perspective and what's been the general theme and that's the thing that you want to kind of focus on more so I guess yeah absolutely and I think that's good like with when you feel like maybe your relationship with money isn't where you'd like it to be, it's the Mm. classic case of like progress over perfection. Like as you're learning, and I'm sure like it's the same, well, it's the same with your relationship with food. Like I make analogies Mm. to diet and food, like in context. So it's so similar, but like when you're thinking about it, 
you really just want to know kind of like where you'd like to be where you are now and like that you are making small steps Mm. towards that it's not just going to happen like overnight like oh I've decided I want to be better with my money and you're going to wake up the next day like invest your entire paycheck have a no spend month and like never say anything bad about money again like it's a process that happens like over time but it's just the commitment I think to the journey and the, the sort of like end result that um is best like that 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 want to feel good about money because it is available to everybody no matter like what your background is what you've experienced like like for me like like I say my parents they didn't have much money and the way that manifested for me as an adult is I went the other way I ended up being this massive saver now people were like oh my god how amazing you're a saver whilst that benefited me because I had that money to go traveling with Mm. it came from a real place of fear and scarcity I was so scared if I didn't save my own money that I wouldn't you know like that that it would leave me that I wouldn't be able to afford to live it came from a, a place of fear and lack I then obviously now have turned it around from a, like a place of empowerment and I save because I'm working towards my future. But that's where the, the, the way it can manifest differently. Like you see what happens with your parents or your guardians or your environment. It yeah. gets stuck in your subconscious and it comes out in a certain way as an adult. Um, yeah, totally. Totally. So there's, I could ask you so many, like I've got so many questions that I want to ask you, but I'm, I, I don't want to like dwell on the same thing because mm-hmm. I, I want to kind of move on. But one of the, um, one of the questions that I have for you is, well, you know, this idea of like money as energy mm. and money as energy. I think when I first heard that, and I can probably vouch for everybody who's in my community, who's maybe new to this work. When I first heard this idea of like money as energy, I rolled my eyes and was like, don't be ridiculous. This is so woo woo. Like, I don't want to know, but there's, this is actually very practical, right? This is actually a very practical way of viewing money. Could you please explain it to us? Because I feel like it would be so helpful to understand this idea of like money being energy yeah I think like I'm the kind of saying right when I first was in this world like I went into the sort of like finance influencing world from a practical point of view telling Mm. people how to save, telling people how to you know do all of this stuff and then I learned about how emotional money was and I am a spiritual person but I'm also I like the science behind the spiritual yeah very yeah like I'm a combination I don't just want the woo-woo but I also don't just want the science I want to combine them together to make a nice little pie yeah (laughs) 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 and I think when it came to like thinking about the money and the way that it can be energy is like the, the science behind it is that like everything actually is money in general right like everything actually is money in this world like our words are energy like and that's a scientific fact right there is a vibration to everything so that's like the science you could say that about you know any kind of item the reason why money gets viewed as like people don't like seeing it as energy is because it is such a practical thing and it's been viewed like you know money's still a new concept right and it's mainly aimed at old rich white dudes like that's what we view as like money and in our society it's classed as you know rude and crude to like talk about money so we have as a a society these beliefs about money the thing about money is that like when you see it as an energy it just needs to like float in and out of your lives I'm very much a believer that like spending is just as important as saving and you get to pick Mm. what meaning you assign to money so depending on like where you're at so I always say the way you think and feel about money is the reality that you will have with money. So if you say I am so poor with money or 
I don't have any money. That is the reality you will have. If you believe that people with money are evil or greedy, that is the way that you will view the world. And I think I think the analogy I gave you girls was like um, when you have a pair of glasses and I actually had two. When you have a pair of glasses, like you're born, imagine the glasses don't have any like lens in it. And that's how you view yeah. the world. You're ready, like fresh eyes. As you're growing up, you're getting all these experiences and like little bits of glass are being put into the glasses and they turn into an actual set of glasses by the time, you know, you're an adult and you view the world through that lens. So we all view money through that lens. But the money itself, like it's all it is, is an exchange of value. Like we we use money to exchange skills and to bring more of what we like into our lives. And like money itself isn't good or bad. It's only the meaning that we attach to money. So money itself is like a universal currency. Like it's the same for everybody. But as an on an individual basis, the way we view it is what we then receive from it. So like. For example, like if a man has a hammer, one man is going to go and, you know, build a school with it and the other man might go kill someone with it. But it's not a hammer that gets in trouble or that gets praised. It's the man. So it's the way that it's used. Yeah, that's essentially what it means for like money to be energy. Like it's 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 neutral. It's neither good or bad. It's just an energy. It's just a thing that we use. Yeah, totally. And when you can view it that way, you can start to become aware of how you currently view money and of how Mm. you currently or in the past have allowed money to take place in your life. And what happens especially is like, if people build up a view of like money being bad or money being like making you greedy or evil is you end up repelling it and Mm. like not, not having a good relationship with it. And like that in itself is an energy. It's the same as like, you know, your words become your actions. So the way that you're talking about money is how it's going to then be in your life. And that is like, and it is, it is science as well. But like, yeah, that's how I like to kind of explain it. Yeah, totally. I love that so much. And I just love how practical that is. You know, as I said, when I kind of started doing money mindset work, it was all very much like, oh, money is like energy. So it's got to leave and it's got to come back. And I think there's a lot of fear mongering in the money yeah. mindset world as well. And yeah. so it's really difficult to find like really practical. Yes, I'm so here for the woo-woo. I'm so here for like the energy. I'm so here for the manifesting, all of that stuff. And there's actually a lot of science to back up all of that as well, um, which I've done an episode on previously. But I think what's what's really important is knowing the practicality behind it. And I think it goes back to what I say with clients around food, which is like, what's your intention yeah. in the same way as that hammer is either going to build a home or it's going to go and kill someone um it's the same with food right it's not the chocolate cake's fault but if you're you know if you're hammering it down because you feel stressed and you've had a bad day versus you know sitting down and eating something um eating it like in a in a place of celebration because it's your friend's birthday and you cooked it you know you you baked it all by yourself whatever else those two experiences are completely different like it's not the food's fault it's your intention behind it and so that goes really well into this idea of like money being energy so what energy are you what energy are you in when you're spending money receiving money xyz is a really good place for people to start I think yeah I do so I've I've hosted a few like solely money mindset workshops oh, I um, love this. yeah and we do like a lot of journal prompt work so I give them time like mm. people on the call we do I ask questions like how does money make you feel right now how does saving make you feel how does spending make you feel what were the things that you heard growing up around money, you know, and like, what are the phrases you usually use? And it combines feelings about money mm-hmm. and the words you usually use, like phrases and language and combines the two together. And some of the stuff like that comes out for people is 
crazy like when I did my financial coaching certification you obviously go through it learning but you then also do these um yeah like practice sessions the amount I learned about myself from that is insane and when that was then I was then like passing this on down like workshops and stuff when you write stuff down there's just something about pen to paper that like gets a bit deeper into your subconscious where you're like writing it out and sometimes things will come up that you won't even realize are a source of stress or pain for you and like Mm -hmm. it's asking yourself if the way that you view money is that true or is it just what you've been told to believe is true based on your experiences Mm -hmm. um and it can be so so helpful for helping you start to identify what your current relationship with money is at the moment and what your beliefs are that you need to work through yeah I love that I love that so much I think that's so so helpful and do you think that it's ever possible or that it's possible to fully heal your relationship with money and is it is it a situation where you do the work and then it's done or do you feel like it's something that's constantly having to be worked on and you're constantly like you said you know you do a money day once a month so is it ever just done tick sorted so my thoughts are it's not a tick box it's not something you can just say oh yeah I've done the work now like I can just I'm crack fine. on. I'm fine. <laughs> yeah. Me and money are great. Um, yeah. I think it's the classic case of like new level, new devil, right? So when let's say you've worked on a belief around money and you're like, oh, you know, it's made I've gone from really struggling. So if we take me, I've gone from yeah. really struggling to enjoy my money to actually being able to save, but also still being able to enjoy my money. Great. Mm. The next thing that might happen is a purchase that I want to make might come up that's bigger the biggest purchase I've ever made so the the money belief might wear a different hat right and it's going to come out in a different way so it's like oh how do you feel about this though and it's not that to say that I haven't cleared that belief it might just be that it's popping up in a different way like I don't think some beliefs are cleared they're small ones maybe they're not as significant then you've got the big ones that have like governed your life and if you're in your 20s or your 30s like they've been around for a long time so Mm. I think it's an on going thing as you have because we're ever changing people right new experiences new everything and as you're working towards what you want I think new things always crop up but the thing to say is like seeing it as an opportunity to learn and more about yourself an opportunity to grow instead of like oh for god's sake not another thing more like oh this is still making me feel a bit you know worried okay well what do we do about it and like using it as an opportunity instead of like something to hold you back yeah I love that I love that and I think the ripple effect of doing that onto the rest of your life is huge as well so like yes you're constantly going through these new levels but really thinking about the rest of your life and where that is in um, contrast to the relationship I know that new levels new devils is great but there's also massive massively exciting opportunities and things that are coming along with that new level it's not all bad right it's the same with your health or you know we I talk a lot in my work about things like boundaries and self-worth and healing your relationship with yourself and you know you think oh I've healed my relationship with food I'm done now and it's like whoa now we've got to work on um building boundaries with the people in your life and then we got to work on this and then we got it because you know every single time you progress there'll be another thing that kind of comes up but you're absolutely right like you're this is all an opportunity to live a fuller and more exciting life so yeah yeah I love that yeah I think and just quickly add to that like when you think about it in life like 
you're you never stay in like the same chapter forever right there's Mm -hmm. always new chapters maybe like a new partner or maybe you want to buy a house or you want to quit your job and you want to build a business or you want to quit forever and go traveling or you want to have a baby like all these big life things we live in a world where we need money like we Mm -hmm. can't unless you're going to go completely isolate yourself live off of the land and like disappear which not many people want to do we do need money so it's just like this acceptance of like okay there's always going to be bigger things and new things and it's learning how to manage your money enjoy your money all within what the container of your life currently is with all of those new opportunities so there's always going to be new things that crop up but it's like seeing money instead of it being the thing you're working towards instead it's the vehicle which is going to take you to the thing that you want you're seeing it as the resource to get you what you want and that's where you can start to build your relationship with it because you're like oh you're help you're here to help me yeah totally totally I love that and I think that you know this idea of money collapsing time is something that's become so important for me as a business owner because I know for example you know I could sit and try and work something out in my business and it might take me like six months a year but if I hire a coach who can help me with that maybe I'll do it in a week two weeks three weeks right because I've got the exact strategy from someone who's been there and I think that's sometimes you know the importance of and this is where like chronic saving is also not very helpful um because what are the experiences you're missing out on and sometimes self-investment is actually completely necessary to get to that next level to get to that next kind of version of of you and so really seeing it as something that can collapse time and that can really empower you with um, a new mindset around something for me it's like new tools in my business or new ways of going about things in business and you know I've used coaches for all sorts of different things and found it's so helpful to just have someone almost like walk me through the process of doing something so I'm not there trying to figure it out by myself knowing that a, I probably won't show up. I haven't got a living clue what I'm doing. Google tells you a million different answers for a million different questions. Like it's really unhelpful. Um, so yeah, I love that idea of like, you know, getting through to that next level may require a little bit of self-investment. It may require, um, it, it may require you not hoarding. And on the opposite side of the spectrum, you also don't want to be in a situation where you're just constantly chucking money at everything. So having that really nice balance and being in that really nice, happy place where it's like, yeah, I feel comfortable holding on to money. I feel comfortable saving money. In my own experience, I've been a little bit of both. And sometimes I've like really flip-flopped between the two where one minute I'm like, I'm investing all of my money into like all of this stuff. And then the next minute I've been like, oh crap, I better save everything. And I feel really, is that something that you see quite commonly? People kind of flip-flopping between the two, like chronically saving, chronically spending? Yeah, I think it's it, it's so personal, right? I do see a lot of people who do experience that where it's complete flip-flop. It's like the extremes. So it's like one minute I'm either saving everything and spending nothing. Mm. And then I'm wanting to spend everything and save yeah. nothing to like balance out kind of like what you've lost out on either side. And I guess it's a little bit like the thing that I always say is it's a bit like dieting. Like if you have too much or not enough of one thing, you end up going the other way and binging. And I know that from my experience, mm with food if I restrict myself too much and I go okay you can't have carbs this week you also can't have you know any takeaways you also can't have any and I say (laughs) no to everything fast forward to like a few weeks down the line 
that is all I eat (laughs) yeah totally and really interestingly when I was going through that situation where I was chronically saving chronically spending that's what my relationship with food was like massively so it's like the way that you do one thing is the way that you do everything and so the way that you're being around money it's like all or nothing mentality isn't it where you're like you're like either all on the wagon or all off the wagon and that's the way that you probably do everything in your life yeah and I think like yeah the the word balance like it's hard isn't it yeah (laughs) what even is balance but yeah that middle ground of like enjoying your money but still preparing for the future and Mm. there is no perfect equation and that's not because you know no one's figured it out it's because everybody's so different so the way that the the goals that you're working towards the values that you have the way that you need to spend your money to make you feel safe is different for everyone but you can do like some practical things to help you with that so I always recommend and automating your finances can be really helpful so for example on payday you get paid into your like main account and I like to have two separate accounts so I have a main account where my money gets paid into and my bills come out of and then I have a spending account so on Monzo so it's kind of like a gift card Mm -hmm. you load it up you spend it throughout the month and you can automate so that the day you get paid automatically on a direct debit some money gets taken out and put into savings a chunk of money gets taken out and like loaded onto your spending card and then obviously the rest is in there for bills now if you Mm -hmm. can automate it you're already saving so it's not you're not having a month of like oh I didn't save anything this month and then you can just spend what is there and it's a bit like um Parkinson's law where like you will use what you have so if you try to get all your work Mm -hmm. done an eight hour day versus two hour day like you'll do with the time yeah totally money like if it's there you're probably going to spend it so if you save a little bit first even if it's a smaller amount you can start to find what balance works well for you throughout the month yeah I love that yeah I love that I love that that's really really practical as well I feel like everyone's going to take so much from this episode so thank you have you got a workshop coming up soon because I would love to join it if you have (laughs) (laughs) do you know what as we were just talking I was like I haven't done my money mindset workshop in in ages it sounds really fun yeah I'm gonna bring it back yeah do it do it okay so money mindset (laughs) workshop it will be well once we are now in August okay so it will be at the start of September (laughs) yeah let's do it amazing cool and I'm in for that one I feel like I need I always need a bit of accountability for these like money date things I feel like that could be a nice like money date for me and you have a really exciting podcast coming up haven't you so it tell us a little bit more about that and I know that you're running a really exciting competition at the moment as well so tell us all about that amazing so yeah so I am releasing a podcast so it's called mind money soul um and it is about the combination of the three so like changing your mindset growing your money and like using that to feed your soul so that's kind of like what it's about and I'm gonna every week I'll be exploring like the emotional practical and spiritual sides of money to help people feel good about money to build financial Mm -hmm. confidence and to actually build wealth like so not just to feel good but actually to see the numbers grow so hopefully it'll be I think it's going to go live within I the think next it's going to go really well as well days. yeah it sounds amazing I truly have not heard anyone talk about money in the way that you talk about money and, and like I say you know this is something that I've been working on ever since starting my own business three years ago it's kind of hits you in the face that you have to do this work right <laughs> when you have your own business 
like, hey, you're also <laughs> going to be able to get on without me. Um, and so, but getting to know your work and the way that you speak about it, because it's so practical, because it's so tangible, has just, like, I've learned so much from you already. So I really appreciate, um, I'm excited for the podcast and I appreciate you sharing all of that with us. Uh, thank you. Um, oh, question, before I let wait, you go. Let me just say about go competition. On. So I'm oh, running yeah. a competition um, to win either, well, both, a free pair of airpods so you can listen to my podcast on and also a free coaching call with me um and you basically just are it's a free competition so you just join them I've got a little Facebook group like I've called it the podcast launch launch party um and yeah more details will go out about that so I can share the link with you amazing so you join the Facebook group join the Facebook group and um, the day that it, so the way that it works with podcasts is you have to like submit it so I'll be submitting it within the next mm. few days but when it goes live everyone's yeah. got 48 hours to like rate review subscribe let me know like print screen it and send me they've done it and then that's your your um amazing. your entry into the competition amazing and I can imagine that yes the airpods are amazing but that one-on-one session with you would be like so helpful for so many people as well so love that absolutely love that now before I let you go I always ask my guests the same question at the end just to show because obviously this podcast is really all about learning how to listen to your own body learning how to tune in and essentially be the CEO of your own health and your own body and so what I like to ask all of my guests is what does healthy mean to you so I think so I'm thinking like it's I had I had an experience with my health where I had really really bad burnout Mm-hmm. um really bad insomnia um in chronic pain with my shoulders and it all came from stress like the way that I was kind of living my life the way that I was working and I have always been a big exerciser um quite healthy on a you know on a whole yeah but all this lack of health was coming from stress and the way that I was living life and now that I'm on the other side of it to me it's like that holistic view of of health just food and exercise and it being like the way I manage my stress what I'm doing with my free time my boundaries and what I'm allowing in so like all the other things that make my life up so for me a healthy life is like here's the word balance again balance (laughs) between all of those things and like being able to like enjoy food, but also being healthy, being able to have rest days, but also enjoying the exercise I'm doing and like genuinely managing the stress that I have in my life. Mm. Um, and like it, it, the, the way that it integrates into all those elements. Um, yeah. yeah. I love that. I love that so much. And that's basically the whole point of asking this question is to start seeing different perspectives on what other people believe that health is. And actually, you you know, you're absolutely right. You could be eating all the kale and broccoli in the world, but if you're stressed as heck and just feeling awful and burnt out and not setting your own boundaries, it doesn't matter what you're eating, right? You're still going to, you know, you're you're still burning out. You're still not feeling good. So I love that. And I think there's so much that everyone can take away from that as well. So thank you obviously I will leave all of Laura's details in the show notes including where you can find her of course the details to the amazing competition that she has running at the moment and everything else that you need to know thank you Laura for joining us I really appreciate it it's been so nice to pick your brain so thank you for coming thank you so much for having me it's been lovely yeah so welcome I'll speak to you soon